Thank you for tuning in to Talking Bay 94, the Star Wars podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators of a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Brandon Winerdy, and today I'm talking to Tom Spina, who is returning to the podcast to talk about his time at Celebration, Max Rebo Anatomy, and what his company, Regal Robot, is up to. This is such a blast of a conversation as we dive into the best Disneyland rides, wax poetically about the Mandalorian experience, and get a little insight into what he and his team worked on for the Book of Boba Fett. This is Talking Bay 94, episode 136. Tom Spina returns. We're coming out. Star Wars Celebration, and we're talking to the bell of the ball of Star Wars Celebration, Tom Spina, oh I feel my. like. I really feel like <laughs> this was like the Tom Spina Regal Robot celebration, because it was just, like, there were lines for the big boys, and you know, all the, and then there was lines all the time for Regal. You were on great panels, you were on the Star Wars stage, you know, like all these things. It was a Tom Spina show, and it was great, <laughs> and it was great seeing it. What, how do you feel? We're now what, two weeks out as we're talking. Well, embarrassed for starters from that, <laughs> but you know, otherwise pretty good. I'm tired, I think, two weeks out. I don't know yeah. about you. Um, I, uh, I, I, you know, these, these shows are getting tougher as we get on in years. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. I mean, I have such a good time at that show, and, and I think you know, I'm, I'm really happy that. Uh, this time around, we brought some folks from the studio who don't normally get to go to the shows mm. and that they got to see some of the reception of our work and the way that it affects people and the way that our clients and customers, the wonderful, loyal folks that keep buying our stuff, uh, <laughs> react to it. You know, and there's a lot of times where they are, you know, just in the studio, head down, making stuff and, you know, focus on the art of it but not getting to see that side of it. And I think um, I think that was really cool. I, I definitely didn't appreciate that they saw people, you know, kind of uh, <laughs> kind of kind of doing the the Tom Spina Bell of the Ball thing with me because then I would I come into the studio now and now everyone in the back, even the people who weren't at the show are like, oh, is that the famous Tom Spina I heard? Oh, and I just look at the people who came and they're like, they shrug their shoulders like, what? It's true. We're like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, but I love that show. I wish I, I do sometimes long for the days when I was just a guest. Yeah. Um, it was definitely uh, a more relaxing show when you can do that. Uh, we did we did a lot of <laughs> so we'd be at the booth. You know, somebody asked, like, what'd you see at the show? And I'm like, I saw the space between our booth and the restroom a lot <laughs> yeah. and not much else. I, you know, we would come back to the hotel and usually, I mean, you know this from the, the conventions, you come back to the hotel before you're even through the door, you can hear the din, you know, right. you hear the noise and the cackling and the laughter. And it's a little like the, you know, Ben Burt sound effects in the background <laughs> right. of the cantina, you know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just heard one of the Sauron cackling or something like that. <laughs> you know, one of those. Yeah. Uh, but you walk in and normally it's like you just look around and you're okay. I know these guys. I know those guys. I know them. Let me go. It's like, yeah. let me go see. I haven't seen these people in years. Let me do that. And instead this time it was like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> Maybe no one will see you. I, I've got to get to my bed. You yeah. know, <laughs> so that was... That was maybe a bit more <laughs> how the show affected me than anything. Well, it was, I mean, again, we were talking about how just 
drained. I feel like I still am. Finally, I finally unpacked yesterday after all this. Like my suitcase is now empty. Oh, but nice. it was it was something that was that was a lot of fun just after all that time just to kind of finally yeah. just like you're saying it, like that din is very uh soothing almost like it's just kind of like oh it's such a nerds it's such a yeah dorks. it's exactly yeah Nerds. yeah it's <laughs> it's our people it's the call of our people yeah you know? <laughs> yeah and and the you know i don't think i know anybody that went to the show that didn't come home completely drained like yeah. i really i don't know whether it was it's maybe it's that most of the people I know are exhibitors or, yeah. you know, were somehow working the show. They were in artist alley or, you know, they were, they had a booth or they were managing people or whatever, but like almost everybody I know came out of the show and go like, was that more tiring than it used to be? Are we getting older? Like what's happening here? <laughs> I was so tired. This is, you're going to think I'm a crazy person. I was so tired because we stayed an extra day. We stayed till Monday and we went to the mm-hmm. Academy Museum and it was really great, right? To see all that. And oh, it was, cool. It was really yeah. Great. And then I had tickets on Tuesday night to go to that 70 millimeter original Star Wars screening at the Academy Theater with uh, Craig Barron moderating, John Dykstra, and Richard Edlund doing a post Q&A. And I was so tired, Tom, because we, we, we got those tickets after we had booked the plane tickets and booked all the hotels. And so we had already landed in California when I got those tickets. And so... I was having a conversation with my wife and she was very, she was like, if you want to stay and we get an extra night of a hotel and we move our plane tickets, like we can do it. Cause I know this means a right. lot to you. And I was like, it was like game time. And I was like, you know what? I'm really tired <laughs> and I would love to just go to sleep, which is crazy. That's a crazy person thing for me that's to have said. such an opportunity. And like I know. for you especially, I know. Like that's I know. golden, but I, I get it. I it get it. Lot. So one of the things that we did was, we arranged our setup for Tuesday before mm. the show rather than the Wednesday, which is normal, uh, at least for our, our size booth. And the reason we did that was I wanted to take the crew to Disneyland yeah. and I didn't want to make it for Monday because uh-huh. I knew that we'd be like the walking wounded. Like there was just not going to be anything left in the tank. I've done enough of these to know like when, when you have a booth you're you're exhausted at the end, not necessarily like it was this time, but usually exhausted yeah. enough. You're not going to want to traipse around a theme park. And so we we did Disneyland on the Wednesday before the show nice. when we all had pep in our step and a little bit of life. And uh, we had a really great time. It was it was super fun. Uh, and I'm so glad that's when we did it. <laughs> because, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, if we waited till Monday, forget it. We, we dragged ourselves to the airport on Monday to come home. Okay, this is the hard-hitting questions that Talking Bay 94 is known for, Tom. Absolutely. No, and I came prepared. What what is what is your go-to ride at Disneyland? It can't it's not Star Wars. Let's let's I mean if Star right. is, no, no, no. not Star Wars, but what what is your go-to ride or rides at Disneyland? This, so this is a this is a near and dear question to my heart. I am I'm a huge uh park fan. Yeah. Um theme parks in general, you know, obviously the Disney parks I grew up on the East Coast, mm-hmm. so um, Disney World is my home park, uh, but I freaking love Disneyland. Mm-hmm. The, the way that you can tell, so <sighs> Disney World is beautiful and expansive, and there's, there's breathing room and space to it, even when it's crowded, and um, it is wonderfully thought out. Disneyland is something that is so clearly built up over time 
that you can feel as you're walking through it where things were wedged in and where Mm -hmm. things were, you know, how how this was, you know, laid upon top, upon top, upon top. And I love that. And I love the nooks and crannies that creates. I love that in Disneyland, you know, there's just these little switchbacks here and there where you can kind of like duck off the path a little bit. And you don't necessarily get that in Disney World. Um, But if I have a go-to ride in Disneyland, I'm going to be super specific. It's not Disney World. I, you know, I I would pick something that is not on the East Coast. So, you know, Indiana Jones Adventure is amazing. And I love the queue. And I love the ride itself. And I'm, I'm a little disappointed that they've really tamed the fire down over the years. Oh, interesting. I remember going through and having like my eyebrows torched off and I kind of <laughs> enjoyed that. Um, but I have a real soft spot for Mr. Toad mm. because he's someone that was taken away from us in Florida. Right, right. And, um, and I miss him and I like to go and visit when I come. And I'm, you know, it's funny. We have people in our group, uh, like four or five people who had never ridden Mr. Toad before. Oh, they'd and never so gone to I hell. Like, oh. they'd, yeah. Yeah. No, so like they came out and we took a picture and there's like four people in a row all like just puzzled. They're <laughs> like, so we went and we were driving and then there was a judge and then I think we died and then we were in hell and now, <laughs> now we're in Disneyland and Fantasyland and yeah. I'm confused. Yes. Um, so I, I have a soft spot for Mr. Toad. I, you know, but it's really hard to pick. I, you know, the uh, certainly Matterhorn comes to mind. And uh, I love Roger Rabbit. I had a lot of fun on that. And Roger Rabbit hit at just the right time for me as a, a film fan and as, as an effects fan. You know, the, the whole combining of different elements, FX elements and people and the, the trick puppetry they did and stuff. Oh, God, the gag with the freaking handcuff mm-hmm. with the stiff thing. And every time, uh, you know, he turned his wrist, the handcuff would move. And that's like, you know, he's puppeteering Roger's hand, basically, like genius level stuff. And I love that. And Alice is another big one uh, for me. It's tougher to get on. I feel like the line's always long. Right. Um, but that's that's a good one. I, I'm cheating. You listed a bunch, but you did list indie. You listed indie first, which I think we went twice during celebration. And I really think indie is still just like the greatest, the greatest. It's so, it's so good. It's so much fun. Uh, the queue is so good. It's so good. And then during Star Wars night, it was empty. And so we were just sprinting through the queue, which was crazy. Oh my and and those wow. turns are so tight and the tunnels are so small. And it was like yeah. actually kind of scary. It was great. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I You know, I go through like Injun Joe's cave and stuff like that. If you go to Tom Sawyer Island mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I, I love Again, the nooks and crannies. I love that stuff. But I'm also getting slightly claustrophobic in my old age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here going like, should I be in here? Am I going to get stuck? Is this, you know, yeah. am I never coming out of Engine Just <laughs> And I'm like, look, you know, there's not a whole bunch of skeletons in here. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. like, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm not finding a bunch of dead tourists that have been stuck in here. I'm probably right. going to get out okay. I'm sure someone checks this at night. You know? Right, they, they clear it out once a day. You said Matterhorn, and you keep talking yeah. about being old. But did you? Are you? Is your back? Did you ride that? Is your back okay? Like that's a the ultimate hurt. So it's like. funny. I you know I it's so hit or miss for me. I have I've ridden it and loved it, and I've ridden it and gotten out like oh you know I threw yeah. a hip. Um, you know what I do love though. Um, I I really like 
Space Mountain in California. I've, I've given up on, sadly, I've had to give up on Space Mountain in Florida mm. for the back reason. Um, it just, it just kind of does me in. But, um, but the California ride, I love. I, yeah. It's, you know, just a totally different experience. And uh, yeah, a lot of that's down to the type of car and, and the you know, restraints and all of that, but still. Um, so yeah, love, love that as well. Okay. Those are good answers. We'll allow it. Even though you didn't say, oh, okay, good, you didn't okay. say Big Thunder, you didn't say Haunted Mansion. So it's fine. I mean, it's an incomplete list, I feel like, but. Well, and those list. would be, you know, those are, those are favorites on either coast. That's true. You know, That's the Haunted true. Mansion, having the Hatbox Ghost in California, though, yes. ekes it out over yeah. the, the Florida one, in my opinion. Uh, oh, well, California Pirates, just with all the, the, the extra lead in, you know, it wasn't, Oh yeah, this right. But there's like you know, speaking of skeletons, there's just all those extra skeleton scenes, yeah. and I'm I'm a sucker for skeletons. Whether it's you know Ray Harryhausen skeletons fighting, whether it's uh, you know the skeletons in in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie or in the ride, uh, the the dead body that a man a man is holding <laughs> in Return of the Jedi. Right. Like I love a good skeleton. Any any kind of like gag in a movie where a skeleton is playing the xylophone on his ribs love it you know i'm, <laughs> I'm there for this um so uh so yeah i mean you know that whole thing is just great i mean it, you know th the uh and and here's the other thing you know the one of the biggest attractions in in these parks is always the food too right right so for me it's like I, I, you know, every park has that thing you gotta, you gotta try and get okay, almost every yeah. time you go there, right? So it's like, you know, the the Ronto wraps uh, on either coast, outstanding, perfect, perfect food. Um, and our our group, I think only two or three of us had ever had them before, and there oh. were like eight of us there. So all of us immediately, you know, Ronto roasters. We got the Ronto wraps. Had a, a vegetarian in the group got the Ronto less wrap with the the meatless sausage, and he loved it. And we everybody loved them. They're uh, they're, they're outstanding. And the Maloran juice, which you can only get in California, <laughs> they don't have it in Florida. I find to be the perfect compliment. I find I like that kind of berry flavor in Florida. You got like your Tatooine sunset and some sure. other stuff. It's fine. Don't get me wrong; it's not bad, but I really do. I enjoy the Maloran juice and Ronto Wrap con uh, <laughs> combo. That said, you know, if we're talking stuff that's only on on the uh, the left coast, as it were, uh, you've you've got to do the Bengal barbecue. You know, you mm. got to get off Indy and get yourself some meat on a stick or veggies on a stick if that's your thing. The little rice platter with it. Grab a big pickle from the the place next door and just you know chow down. That's that's the goods. Now I'm hungry. Great. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry. It's 1030 over there for you. Yeah. Uh, not a great. Yeah. Time well, you know, I'll catch a plane and I'll go get <laughs> me some Maloran juice and a Ronto wrap. There we go. There we go. Okay. You brought up uh, a Jabba's Palace creature, which is great. Really good segue. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, take us all the way back to Celebration. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, <laughs> because not only was Regal Robot there and blowing people away with with butt cheeks all weekend but <laughs> you ended the show oh. with with the banger you ended with i think it might have been during the same time as closing ceremonies or like right before it but that was the real closing ceremonies of celebration was <laughs> the return of the jedi creatures oh. panel with our friends jason gay from blast points kirk thatcher and amy ratcliffe what a panel i've watched all your other ones on youtube 
but I've never uh-huh. been in the room for one. And it was a, I don't curse on the show, but I'm going to curse right now. It was a fucking rock show. It was a fucking rock <laughs> show. It was that panel. It was crazy. It was a crazy, uh, crazy time. Well, first off, can we just go back to saying that we were at our, our booth blowing people away with our butt cheeks? Yes. Because no, I, I phrased, I wrote that down to phrase exactly. Yeah. That's was, right. Yes. yes. So, um, but yeah, no, and, and, uh, we'll, we'll come back to what that was about later. We can let people <laughs> just think about it. Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you. I look, you know, I, I, I have, you know, I have so much fun putting those panels together. Yeah. And to me, you know, as somebody who's been doing panels at these shows since like 2003 or 2004, it's either celebration two or celebration three that I did the, the, there was a replica props panel and then there was screen use props panel uh, and, you know, getting in with Gus's group and doing those and then uh, working away up and eventually doing the cantina panels and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then doing a bunch at Salt Lake uh, where, where we were lucky enough to do a bunch of me and Pablo together. My view on those things is celebration is supposed to be special, right. you know, and if people are going to take time out of their packed schedule for this show, I want to put together a panel I want to see. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what would pull me away from this thing? And I feel like there's, I, I, I say this a lot, I think there's an underserved group of Star Wars fans, and that's people who love the making of the movies as much as the movies themselves. Yeah. Um, you, sir, do that. That group a great service. Thank you. On a, yes. on a uh, I'll say weekly basis. Mostly uh, weekly, o- oftentimes yeah. weekly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even certainly even just on Twitter daily. I'll say, <laughs> uh, you know, you're one of my favorite feeds. But it's I, I really I feel like that's a group that is so passionate and so into this stuff, and so many of us are like industry people now, right. you know, one way or the other. But we all still love it. We all still turn into little kids when we hear Phil Tippett or Kirk Thatcher or John Berg or Rick Baker or any of these idols of idols talk. Um, And so for me to be able to get up there and, you know, do some archaeology. Yeah. um, To dig into these scenes in the way that I've, you know. The the my my particular way, if that's really a unique thing at all, um, and and be able to then share that, mm-hmm. it's so much fun. And even like just putting together the panel, like you know, you're 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 going, and and we have way too many slides, um, and so like even this time we had to cut a whole bunch of slides out, and but I like kind of go through it, and I run through, and I flip through, and I try and think like, what are we going to point out for each? What's the, what, why is this slide here? Why is that slide there? Does something lead in well to the next thing? What stories might there, there be, you know, but even doing it, I start chuckling at these things because like, (laughs) I just get so excited just looking at the pictures I get, I get excited. Um, But so, yeah, we want it to be a feast. We want it to be a visual feast with lots of images. We want it to be uh, an audio feast with great commentary from people who can look at the pictures and pull things out. And then we want that, the surprise dessert. Right. And that, in this case, is Kirk Thatcher. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, 
Um, have you had him on the show? I've had him on the show. Uh, yeah, he's a How he's long a trip. Well, the uh, the episode was two hours that we recorded. The episode that we published was like forty five minutes. So, uh, oh you, know, you just gotta. I pity I pity you in that edit session. No, it was because it was how do it. you do that? Yeah, exactly. Like because he's he is just um, he he's a friend. I'm so happy to know him. I'm so. So, so glad that he said yes to join us on this thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, he throws himself into everything with such gusto and fun. Um, and, you know, to, to, to sit there and be able to just, you know, all you have to do is, is push the start button there. And for <laughs> us, that's the photos. And right. it's just like, you just got to get the photos in front of them. And, and the stories are there, you know, and, and oh gosh, yeah, what a treat just to be on a stage with him and to, and to listen to him tell the stories. I could do that forever. <laughs> it was, uh, again, it was a, it was a rock show. I was fist pumping. We had Max Rebo, uh, breaking anatomy news, which was a big Oh deal. my gosh. Yes. Really, really just important stuff, I feel like. And uh, there were a lot of panels that were talked about that weekend, right? And people were very excited for the Lucasfilm Showcase and for Mm -hmm. Bad Bad, you know. But then I really feel, maybe it's just my feed and how I've curated it, but I really feel like the most I've seen of any panel from Celebration is is from that one, so. Thank you. You know, it's funny. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm, certainly, it's like, okay, what's coming next feeds or, you know, or panels are great uh, where it's like, okay, give me some teases for the new shows. Tell me what's going to be in the next season or one of my favorite things that are coming up. But, you know, there's there's still magic to be mined from those old classics. And there's the behind the scenes is is still not fully tapped, in my opinion. And I feel like, you know, the Cantina Pals. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we started doing those in 2012. We did them at three or four celebrations and two or three uh, 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 Salt Lake Comic Con fan X. And, you know, every one of them, we were discovering new things. Like if you would think, okay, you know, the first panel, it was me, Pablo, John Berg, Nick Maley, and a 90 minute panel. And you would (laughs) think like, okay, it's covered. You know, the cantina's done, it's dusted. Everything is everything is known to be known about that scene. And yet every time I would go back to start the panel, I keep a I keep a folder of like new cantina stuff that I discover as I go. And I'm like, okay, if I have another panel, maybe I'll work some of this in. And it's like I open the folder and it's always a you know, just all these images, all these stories, all these things that have come up. And it's like this this magical gift that just keeps on giving this one you know, several minute scene from a movie of, you know, made in 1976 and we're still learning stuff about it and like good, juicy, fun stuff, um, you know. And so, yeah, to be able to go up and share that stuff, I, I wish we could. We we had pitched doing a Return of the Jedi panel. We pitched doing a cantina panel for the focused on the UK shoot only Oh. And a cantina panel focused on the U.S. shoot only. Mm-hmm. And I think one other, which doesn't come to mind right now, but like I said, very tired from the show, even weeks <laughs> later. Unfortunately, they only they only really wanted to go with one panel this time around. I hope that, you know, folks let the read folks know. Oh, yeah. You know, fans, fans who like this panel, make sure Reed knows you did, because this is, um, 
you know, it's not always an easy sell and, and make sure the, the folks at Lucasfilm know this too, because they're, they're a big part of the, uh, the production of these things. Make sure they know this is what you want to see. And, and if you want more like it, you know, we're, we stand ready to serve. Uh, the idea of having the days, like one day being a UK cantina day and one day being a US cantina day is really, that's making me worried already for, for a future celebration of trying to like <laughs> make sure I go I to don't both. Know if you could take it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who? Well, that's the problem. I mean, like, it would have been very, very nice to have all those panels, but I, I honestly don't know if I could have physically handled yeah. that <laughs> like every day. <laughs> so, so we'll count our blessings for now, but we'll let Reed know for for the future. Yeah, uh, yeah, please. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. I, I will say this. I it was really, you know, I've done panels with Amy in the past, and that's great. Done panels with Kirk in the in the past. That's always an adventure. Um, but, uh, it was really cool having our friends, Jason and Gabe oh, up there so on good. stage with us so for that one. Um, I, I have so much fun talking with them seemingly weekly at this point. I don't know, <laughs> randomly my phone rings and I'm like, well, I guess I have to do a podcast now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it really, you know, it, it, it's, it's a kind of a full circle moment for them. Uh, and, and I was just, I was so proud and honored and happy to have them on the stage with us. And, and, you know, what's great is they, they take a little bit of the weight off of me on yeah. that because, <laughs> you know, they know their crap and, and, yeah. and I love that they've got, you know, they've done their, their homework, man. They, they really dug into this stuff. I would send them, you know, the, the drafts of the panels as we, as we went the draft of the, the slideshow and, you know, they're like, got it we're digging you know and yeah. they'd be digging for stories and other photos and and um yeah i mean big big part of why that show was a success yeah no they crushed it it was very fun seeing them and you just in in the element and just like turning on and knowing exactly exactly what <laughs> needed to be sent it was it was it was the best just all around thank uh, you okay. yeah that was fun well, let's, I mean, <laughs> we avoided it for a little bit, but we can go to the butt cheeks for a second if we want. If we want to go, if we want to talk I mean, butt cheeks. So. Uh, look, you know, we got to give the people what the people want. Right. And apparently um, what the people want is just a lot of conversation around uh, blue butt cracks. So, you know, and I, because I was like a weirdo, you know, every time that we would kind of talk or chat and yeah. stuff would come up, I'm like, you know, like the Max of maquette is is the best and you're like yes it is <laughs> but it is it is uh it is very nice seeing that maybe i'm not so weird i'm pretty weird right but at least everyone else is equally weird and right. has a weird yeah. obsession with Cer this. certainly seeing how fast that signature one went oh, yeah. you know that that doesn't just happen if it's any character i think the fact that it was max really helped that and then the um you know the numbered edition went live today yeah um it's an addition to 250. I think last I checked, I, I gave a quick look after dinner and we were somewhere around 80 pieces sold already, wow. um, which is a lot for a maquette. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, our goal when we put an addition of like 250 up, that's a piece we want to be on the site for like months or a year. Like, I don't want to have a, a site that's a ghost town that no one can buy from. Um, and as we're doing this, this broader collection, I want people to be able to pick up some of the early ones, maybe if they come in late, you know, so, yeah. um, uh, but it, it is nice to see that, that, that many of them went so far. Um, really, really <laughs> energetic sales the first couple of minutes. And it always is with this stuff, right. you know, it's, it's like we had a couple of people who 
they're, they're ordering four or five minutes in and they're already, you know, in the twenties and thirties. And you're just yeah. like, you know, sorry, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. like, these, these are going fast. The, the blue elephant in the room, as it were, is, <laughs> is Max's backside. Uh, what's, what's neat to me is that's on the real costume too. Mm-hmm. You know, you just never really get to see it. And we were lucky enough to restore it and, and to be able to see it. And it's the, I mean, it was the thing that everybody in our shop talked about when we were working <laughs> on it. Like, yeah. look at his ass. You know, it's like, there it is. But I love in the maquette that it's got a, a, a flabbiness to it. Mm-hmm. Like there's weight to it, the way it's sculpted. And, and that's such a fill thing to put that, that little extra oomph and, and, you know, uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's the mark of a good sculptor to introduce weight into what they're doing, but there's also that sense of fun and mischief and character in it that I think is something that Phil likes to pull out of stuff. And when you, you know, when you turn that maquette around, you know, it's not just a, a butt, it's a butt squished onto something. Right. And it's, it's, you know, it's squishing out, it's blobbing out a little on the sides and that's that sense of weight. He's plopped down and he's, you know, he's situated now and he's going to do his thing with whatever those red balls are. Right, um, whatever they are. Yeah. And I did ask Phil what those are. And he said, they're whatever anybody wants them to be. Okay. Um, so, um, but the, the flippers thing threw me for a loop. Yes. Um, did not see that coming. They're not for people that somehow missed the Max Rebo breaking anatomy news that they are not <laughs> ears. They are flippers. Cause it's all, it's very well known. Hopefully everyone listening knows it's very well documented that it is feet that he plays with, he only really has legs, but now he also has flippers, which I assume if they're flippers that they can have some motion, yeah, some something. Articulation he can something. do something, yeah. I, you know, what's interesting is the, um, I guess, so of course, uh, the, it came about because someone at our shop, um, and I, I mistakenly may have said it was Sam, it turns out it was Sydney, and she, uh, she was painting them with everybody, and she's uh, not uh, like a super Star Wars nerd. So she doesn't know Max Rebo specifically, but <laughs> she's a great painter, great uh, effects type person, does all the stuff. So she can, uh, so she's looking at it and she's going on the, all the, the paint masters that we have going in the step-by-step. And so she comes and says, is this blotchiness right on his flipper? And I'm mm. just like, his what? <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry, his what now? Oh, you yeah. you foolish person who's not a star. <laughs> Let me explain. Yeah. Those are his ears. Yeah. And uh and so she just goes, These no, these are flippers. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna settle this bet, you know, and I yeah. get all smart. And I'm like, I'm gonna ask Phil, I'll show her. <laughs> you know? And then Phil writes back in all caps and he's just like flippers. I was like, Oh my gosh effort you know mother yeah. just like son of a gun i lost a bet um so uh i did ask about the red balls and yeah he was kind of very you know whatever they want to be so i asked him on the flippers though i said you know on the final costume the placement is different and they do feel more like ears right um you know is that was that intentional did this evolve as you took it from maquette to the full costume or is that just the way it's being interpreted and very fatalistically he just kind of said you know once i made it it's out of my hands Uh, so 
his design intent was flippers. Mm -hmm. What they, you know, if you want to say canonically on the costume, those are ears. I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but clearly, you know, he's, he's very, very adamant. The design intent was flippers, certainly on the maquette. And I see it now, you know, it's like yeah. once, once you can't you know unsee it, it. Yeah. It's over. It's, but yeah, it's, it just, uh, I just, I wish Phil had made me look better in front of my, my crew, but, uh, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Tipping. He gets it's, in whatever he wants. He can literally <laughs> do whatever he wants uh, at this point. Yes, I did. I, I was prepping for celebration and I almost bought a pair of red ball jets because you can still buy them as shoes. Oh my they, gosh. They still exist. That would be such an amazing like in joke. Yeah. It's like very deep cut, very deep cut. And I was like, is this worth me potentially? They just look like con. They look like converses is what they look yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and I was like, how, how uncomfortable. I just don't want to like risk. Right. You know, like yeah. for the joke, for like literally showing them to you, really. It would be the only person that yeah, would be exactly. like. Exactly. <laughs> Who else is even going to get that? You know, like me. Jason Gibner, and Gabe, yeah. Gabe, you know, maybe. I, I don't even know. I mean, the, Kirk Thatcher, rather, would probably get it, but you'd have to point it out. But again, much like the cantina scene, you know, here's a character we thought we knew. Here's a character we've already made discoveries about. You know what I mean? Right. Like. The big discovery on Max is that he just has the two legs and that he's playing with his feet. That alone should have been enough. Right. And yet. And yet it keeps here going. We are, you know, almost 40 years after the movie came out, more than 40 years after that maquette was made and effing flippers happens. You know, like this is amazing to me. This it's, is this is what gets me out of bed in the morning. You know, like this really like that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, it it is. Uh, there was that one article by Pablo what a long yes. time ago, and that really yep. is like the foundation. It's like the of of this religion of this you know dog, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like that that one. And I love Pablo's whiteboard sketch on there. Yeah, kind of showing stuff. And I I think that uh, when I, I I mean I think it might have been the second or third person I reached out to because immediately I reached out to a few people. Right. As soon as Phil wrote back with the flippers, Rob at the shop, our creative director, because he and I are obsessed about all this stuff. Um, I waited for a while to say, tell, tell Sydney because I probably owe her like five bucks or something. Like that. <laughs> but uh, the um, but one of the first people I did, I sent an email to uh, Pablo uh -huh. and it was just kind of like it might be time to update the Max Rebo blog entry. You yeah. know. <laughs> It's time. Here it is. This is this this is he was waiting at the computer. He had it queued up, waiting for you to come right, and discover yes. on your own. Yeah. Like, yeah, it happened. <laughs> Boom. You know? Save changes. Yeah. I, I hope it was entertaining. We tried to make that the the most fun moment in the panel. Yes. And sometimes that stuff is a little contrived. Yeah, it was but great. I I hope that went over it well. Really, I did have the I was front row seat, first row, right? So like I don't know how everyone else behind me reacted. I know I was losing my mind. So <laughs> it all it all worked out. Uh, nice. I want to briefly touch. I don't want to talk too much uh, about upcoming products that maybe you can't talk about. But <laughs> the booth did have a bunch of things that looked very worrisome to me personally of future <laughs> releases in that in the archive right. collection. Uh, specifically maquettes. Because I feel like that's a really great 
price point and a really great kind of displayability, you know, that's not going to like Thank you. make my wife completely upset at me, uh, but right. only, only a little bit upset. Like, I feel like it's the perfect balance of her being like, okay, if you buy one of these every three months, like it's not the biggest deal in the world, you know? Right. And that's, that's about what we're aiming for on those. I'd like to do three or four a year. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those, those things that, you know, Look, everything we do is because it's something I want to put on my shelf. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's let's get that out of the way. Uh, for me, the whole archive collection, just as a concept, is amazing. <laughs> you know, um, and I'm not doing that to pat ourselves on the back. I'm right. not doing that to sell anything. Um, I just think, like, if I was a collector. You know, ultimately, what's my hope and goal? Oh, I would love to get some of this stuff from the Lucasfilm archives and put it in my collection. Correct. Um, well, that's not going to happen. But boy, if someone could go in there with a kick-ass 3D scanner and with the uh, talented crew to reproduce these things and hand paint them and give them the right feel, um, boy, you know, that might be the best thing you could get. Yeah. And, and so... Uh, Wow, how how lucky am I to be the the, <laughs> the, the fool who dives into that? Yeah. You know, um, and you know certainly other licensees have gone in and, and gotten assets or scanned things or measured things or whatever, and and you know um, have been super dedicated to uh, trying to be accurate and things like that. Um, but I, I really do feel like you know for us, it's a combination of both, you know, how we're making these things. Usually, you know, by hand in the U.S., all, I mean, always in the U.S., uh, all hand painted, all, you know, really crafted stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and then our, um, our choices, you know, a lot of places would go in there and, you know, want to do the Max Rebo band, right. but they would want to do them as statues of the way they were in the movie. Sure. Um, and that's certainly cool, and that's certainly interesting to me, just in general. But as a collector, for me, it's not something I would put on my shelf. But a replica of the concept maquettes for them—that's something really freaking unique. And more importantly, it's—it just is this direct connection back to books and magazines that you know shaped who I am as an artist, and certainly television specials that drove me into the industry right um you know from star wars to jedi the making of a saga classic creatures return of the jedi making of special effects the empire making of you know i I mean these are all things that glued me to a television set and when i got one of them recorded when i got from star wars to jedi the making of saga recorded Uh that was it that was not coming out of my vcr until that tape broke, you right, know, right, right. Um, I had watched the movies at that point, you know, on VHS, I had, I had, you know, probably you know, done like the two, two visa. I'm probably admitting to a, a, a 1987 <laughs> felony. Yeah. Or something, what's the statute but, of limitations? Like, you know, yeah. I might've, I might have recorded like a video store copy of star Wars at some point and watched the hell out of that. Um, and certainly shortly after that, I bought every version of VHS as it came out. <laughs> but the making of it's like I would sit there and I watch the movies a lot. But that making of, oh, man, it was like I would watch it and I would sketch. I would watch it and I would sculpt. I would try to figure out how those mechanics were working on the Gamorrean. 
and and try to replicate that with string and foam rubber and, and wire and whatever I could find in the garage. Yeah. Um, you know, to say it made an impact is such gigantic understatement. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so for me, these maquettes are like the direct link to that, the direct extension of all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's an expansion on stuff that we were really doing already. Yeah. Uh, you know, saying it's an archive collection really just puts a name to the Rancor that we did, the CZ3 that we did, um, the Tauntaun maquette, the Gamorrean maquette, the even the Chewbacca's with their lineage to the, the original skins, you know, and even going into like things like our magnets, yeah. you know, the Rancor switch magnet that we do is scanned off the real prop. The Rancor head magnet was scanned off the real prop. Um, you know, we love integrating lineage and history into these pieces we're doing because it gives it an authenticity that you don't get from a, a new sculptor, a fan sculptor, or even the best sculpt in the world. Right. You know, it's it's almost like you get all the flaws <laughs> yeah. of the original, you know, those magical, wonderful flaws that make it the real thing. And and I love that we can do some of that. And I think the um you know, yeah, when the name The Archive Collection came up in a chat with our Lucasfilm rep, it was like, we never thought we'd even be able to say that. Yeah. And for, for him to jump on that with us, it was like, oh, well, this is, now this is special. Like, that ties what, like, it's it's so succinct. And it tells people immediately what we're doing. And it just, oh, it makes me so happy that we can do that. It's like yeah. an elevator pitch. It's so cool. It's it's very cool. The new ones look very good. Uh, people can check Thank out you. the ones that were hinted at at the booth. So yeah. if you go to the Regal Robot website and go to the news uh, link, there's uh, one that is all of our reveals from the show. There's oh, a blog post. And so you've got the maquettes. You've got the Tuscan Raider one-to-one bust. You've got the two different gaffy sticks. Um, you've got the Rancor Corbels. Uh, <laughs> also scanned Those are wild, I mean, wild. Yeah, that's one of those ones. I feel like I'm going to need you on this. I'm going to need some people like educating fans. Right. As like, I need you to pause at these moments to really see. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's this great Polaroid of it and you can kind of <laughs> see it. In... So what's funny is, you know, we had worked on that thing and you know, we had gotten to obviously scan the real prop and be around it. And it's like it's massive. Yeah. It's like six or seven feet long and it's super cool to the body language on that thing is just crazy. It's like, a, it's grotesque, yeah. you know, a, 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 like it's like a, a really traditional gargoyle in, yeah. a, in, in the truest sense. And when we were working on that, we were trying to find context pictures of it. Uh, not so much for us because we had access to the prop, but again, for the fans right. to show them what the hell we're making. And uh, the, you know, in doing the Return of the Jedi panel, that's when I discovered I had more pictures of it. I didn't even know because <laughs> it's in the background of the fight between Rees and Yakface yeah. where they, they take a swing, they miss, they hit C-3PO uh, and it got cut from the film. But it's there in the background of that. And it's like, oh, cool. You know, there Phew, we go. Okay, there it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like ah. Once you okay. look for it, you can find. You can if you're looking for it, you can find it. If you're if you're really yeah, watching yeah. close, you're like, okay, there, there's all this stuff. And it's it's you know the the area where it would be is right up in the front of the ship. Yeah. So you know, Jabba's facing out the side, and so if you're Jabba, you would look over your left shoulder and you would see it. Yeah. Go. Anybody listening? Go home. Watch the movie. Uh, or if you're already home, <laughs> watch the first thirty home. minutes of Return of the Jedi and yeah. 
I mean, what could what's the worst that could happen of, of you watching the first 30 minutes of Return yeah. of the Jedi? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. There's no downside. Right. There's so never watch gonna be it, enjoy it. Find the Rancor <laughs> Corbel and uh and take some photos of it and put it online for us and, yeah. and tell people that if they want to bring that to their homes, that Regal Robot are the fools that will actually make that thing. <laughs> that are that are making. Uh, I guess the final celebration topics. I don't know if you, I'm sure you were very busy, but and maybe didn't get to go. I I, I went twice because it was probably the the best part of celebration period for me was the Mandalorian experience and seeing the props and the dioramas and stuff in person. Uh, and I, I saw a few of the Regal Robot team members there the second time I went, and I was convinced that a few of the things that were used were your product i thought like they had the gamorian maquette and i was almost right. positive it was the it was yours and not the original like that's how good right. stuff is which is i mean uh thank you yeah so i was like you know it was just like oh like this is what i assume going to the real robot uh warehouse is like uh <laughs> yeah but uh, it's not quite as well you know laid out it's yeah like this museum i you know it was a super cool exhibit um i i wish they had I mean, maybe it was just me. Maybe I didn't have the app or as a, yeah. an exhibitor, I didn't get... I felt like that was like this hidden kind of secret of the show. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, you yeah. needed to get people to, to know this was here. I, if I went to that show and missed it and came home, I would be so mad if <laughs> I found out after the fact. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, a few of us got to sneak through real quick the last day. I really only spent about 10, 15 minutes yeah. in there. I raced back to the booth to man the booth so other people could head over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super, super cool. And, um, you know, we've been lucky enough to do a bunch of stuff for those shows. Right. Um, you know, certainly Book of Boba, there was a bunch of our aliens in, which was amazing yeah. for me as an alien sculptor to see our stuff. You know, so like we had the cave alien, the Shadra fan, we had the Snaggletooth that showed up a couple times. We had the Don Rickles alien, the mm -hmm. Mosep, which you get a really good look at in the uh, making of. Uh -huh. um, the band guys, we had a couple of those. Brian Seip, uh is the the uh, lead makeup artist uh, that that his team was doing that particular show for Book of Boba. And they, uh, they did the finish work on him. We sent them raw castings of old sculpts that I had done and Brian Lewis and Patrick Louie at the shop and Mike Thomas. Um, and I mean, gosh, you know, for the kid who grew up wanting to make monsters because he saw Star Wars, how cool to see, you know, one of my monsters in Star Wars, yeah. uh, let alone a bunch of them. So, yeah, they had one of our band guys at the show. That was cool. Um, and then they had our Tauntaun and our Jerba, yeah. which, like, how great is that game? <laughs> you know, like, can you make a Jerba? Yeah. It's like, yes. I can, and we will name him Jerry. Jerry Jerba. Uh, songs will be sung about him. And uh, yeah, Patrick Louie at the shop worked on the Jerba uh, with me staring over his shoulder the whole way. And just, you know, really crushed it. Had a lot of fun with that. It's such a weird balancing act to be faithful enough to the original, which is not the highest quality, you know, sort yeah. of piece yeah. there. Um so it really was a little, a little bit of a balancing act. You know, we, we leaned in on that yeah, because sure. that's, that's why you come to us. Right. You know, you don't want the improved version. You want the prop. Um, and then same with the Tauntaun and the Tauntaun timing was just great. Tauntaun timing. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you know, they hit us 
right when we were starting to gear up to uh, to do the prototyping for the the what would become our one to one bus. Yeah. So you know, it was this great secret history that all the people who bought our one to one bus never even knew until until yeah. now. Yeah, that's great. That you know their bust was was from all the same molds as the one that we made for that show. That's great. Um. So yeah, that's super fun, and and I'm I'm like real happy we got to share it. But that exhibit. Our side, aside, our stuff aside, um, forgive my modesty there for a few moments, but I'm just just excited. That exhibit was one of the best put together prop exhibits they've done. Um, you know, and they've done a lot. They've of them. done a lot, but the density of stuff there, the variety of stuff. Um, love seeing the maquettes. Like you said, really cool to see that Camorian and to know that. You know, ours comes from the same mold and is painted in the same style and all of that. But like, boy, that felt pretty good to see and be like, well, yeah, we did our job. Like, that's it. So good. So good. That, that was good because that was a little bit of my sneaky way to ask, like, what did y'all work on for Book of Boba Fett? And I feel like that was good. That was good little questioning. So that... was so sneaky. Uh, <laughs> that's me. That's, the... why, that's why they pay me the big bucks here in podcast world. That's you know, that's right that's how, that's, yeah. that's how you can afford all that great regal robot swag <laughs> right exactly um, yeah uh, uh no yeah we really the, the first time we went through is me and my wife and i like had a pan i had a panic attack in there it just like oh, gosh. it was really it was rough because like we walked in and i saw all the models first you see this the razor crest yeah the light cruiser and i just start a pair a pair i don't remember this i apparently start just like, sprinting through the exhibit and my wife like is does not know what, what's going on. And I'm like sprinting and I'm like looking kind of at the Mon Calamari in the sweater and I'm kind of looking at the uh-huh. Uh-huh. droid and then I w- run in and I see like the ship and I see everything and I just like don't know where to go, you know? So I'm just like speed yeah. running the exhibit without any like sense of purpose and like I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was, I'm very glad she was there because she was like, okay, let's just take this one, <laughs> one display at a time and start on the uh-huh. outside and then work our way in. So we spent an hour and a half in there the first time. And oh, I, gosh. you know, it was a, it was a very nice experience and the Bantha animatronic, I really feel like was oh, the so closest good. I've gotten to like a religious experience in a long time. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was rough. Cause like I saw, I was like, this is nice. It started moving. I was like, oh fuck. Like this is, this is yeah. bad. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So. I now, I'm, I can never leave now. Yes. Yeah. I, I wish I had gotten to stay more personally. Uh, I'm glad the folks at the shop got to, to spend yeah, as much sure. time as they did there. Um, but yeah, like that, that's definitely an exhibit. Like I could have spent a couple of hours in here. No problem. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was the, the Bantha especially was like, uh, cause we've been watching all the Jurassic parks to get ready for the new one. And it's the scene mm-hmm. with the Triceratops where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my favorite dinosaur growing up. And the, they start like touching the tongue, you know, and it's very like right, visceral. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but you could see the band the tongue like moving around, and I was like, this is the same. This is the same. Like, I really, this is the yeah. same exact moment. Anyway, all to be said. Very good exhibit. Very cool to see all stuff in there. And I hope. I mean, they could put that on the road and make buku bucks. You know what I mean? Like, if they really want. It's like to. it's it's a ready to go exhibit. Like yeah. that whole thing. It's like there you go. So, Send it out. That um, I loved seeing things like the puppet rig for uh, uh, 88 and oh, stuff like oh that, gosh. you know, um, the the giant freaking uh, episode one ship, um, yes. you know, it's like that that I feel like I actually almost missed yeah. going through as quickly as I did. And it's like, oh, 
here it's a giant ship there it is like i almost missed this you know full-size thing with an animatronic Uh, grogu inside of it yeah like yeah yeah yeah. it's crazy well that that's a good segue again you're doing a very good job because i have one i'm gonna put you on the spot we can always delete this but i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit which is with the archive collection and the maquettes Mm -hmm. coming out Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think in the future, I think there's a lot obviously coming out and a lot that have been previewed. Sure, sure. That are automatic purchases, the Weekway, the Tauntauns, all the great stuff. Eventually, I feel like there might be room to squeeze in one prequel maquette. Eventually. I think that mm-hmm. could be a fun addition. I think there are sure. some cool pod racers that have really gnarly sculpts. I know Tony mm-hmm. Bay has done a bunch of really gnarly sculpts for the prequels. I think there are some things. That's what I'll say. I'll say that out loud. Sure. It's on record. Sure. Uh, uh-huh. And that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say for you. <laughs> I, uh, I I think that's true. I think there's there's I, a couple that come to mind that are um, pretty cool. Yeah, there's there's um, there's an EOP sculpt that I I'm I'm pretty particular to that Rob at the shop's particular to. Although that's pretty big. Is that the one um, that's like really detailed too? It has like things yeah. coming out of it and like is almost like wires i feel like like flags or something um, coming out of it or but the different EOP. no no that's a different one no this is this is sort of a naked eop uh Good. but he's got he's got his his you know kind of camel knuckles those like those mm. knees with the worn away fur and stuff and um but i mean that one's really great there's a bunch of those i i think there's certainly room for that i it's i wish that we had you know, infinite time, infinite resources, all of that stuff. <laughs> right. So much we want to do. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure there, that like, kind of like you said, like we've got to get through a bunch of the stuff that's already on the schedule. We got to explore these, you know, what's in front of us right now for a bit. And, you know, there's still so much to do even just from the OT before we really start pushing into that. But um, certainly we know it's there. Certainly there's really amazing stuff there. And I think, um, you know, I, I would not put it past us to drift into that someday. I can't wait. One day, one day, because there's I, there was the Identities Tour, maybe, and that was where a bunch of the maquettes finally were kind of showcased. And there's mm. a bunch of Jar Jar that are just gross. A bunch of really <laughs> gross. And not even, like, because, like, I was always looking that for, like... That sounds perfect Well, I'm like, us. was there a naked Jar... You know, there's the naked Jar Jar uh, Terrell Whitlatch drawing... Uh, right. Full naked Jar Jar, but I don't think they ever made that a maquette. But there are definitely like weird, like almost um, Looney Tunes faces of Jar Jar that they made right. as maquettes, which are like very, just the heads and are very you're like, you're like, okay, that's pretty, pretty good. So, anyway, that's all I'll say. It's, yeah, I'll talk to you in 2024 <laughs> or whatever it'll be, and we'll, we'll, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Tom, I've taken way too much of your time. Uh, but I appreciate this recap of celebration and just shooting the shit and uh, and talking through some cool stuff. But thank you so much. No, I appreciate it. It's always fun to connect. I wish we had more time just at the show to yeah. uh, you know hang out in the hotel bar somewhere. But we were all very tired. Yes, and, <laughs> and as I said at the beginning, you were the bell of the ball. So uh, the the yeah. moments that I got with with the. The crown prince of celebration uh, were, were good moments enough. And, and connecting now is is a prize itself. So you're I appreciate gonna, this. I'm, I'm, you're inflating my head. This is not good, but I'll, I'll take it. Take it. No, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you for having me on. I, I just, it's always so fun to chat with you and just geek out a bit. And uh, it, was, it was a great talk, very relaxing, and I appreciate it uh, greatly. Good. 
Thank you so much again to Tom for coming back on the show and hanging out. If you want to catch the first part of our conversation from last year, head to episode 105, where we initially dove into his career and experience with Star Wars and its props and creatures. For more information about Regal Robot's archive collection, as well as their upcoming products, head to regalrobot.com or the link in our show notes. Next week, Academy Award winner and father of the lightsaber, Roger Christian, returns to the show. But until next episode, stay tuned, leave that five-star review, and may the Force be with you.